and we are live welcome everybody to ask a wizard today we are doing three free paid live readings that means if you want to get the ten dollar reading for free all you need to do is like follow and share to get share and extra name that will qualify you for the ten dollar reading my goodness my hair is incredible today my my word i don't know how i got so awesome but i I'm very much enjoy it. That, that's pretty loud. Let's let's turn that down and let's get the uh, PayPal link in there for you. Now, uh, Facebook is cutting me out again. Today, it is probably my internet's fault. There's been some internet issues going on in my house, so today we're not going to get mad at Facebook for this. This is probably related to my, uh, my internet. Uh, the other ones that we were having yesterday, as well as in the past, were definitely from Facebook because I did a test every time to see. In this case, I have been experiencing some internet difficulties. So if you do see that happen, first off, where are you at, owls? There you go. Um, if you do see that happen, just make sure you stay strong and uh, hold on, and I should be back in just a few minutes. But we have been having some intermittent internet issues today, so no need to attack Facebook this time uh, because there is some uncontrollable circumstances that are not 100% their responsibility like they were in the past. So uh, that is, so be aware of that. Um, so if you want to get a free reading, like, follow, and share to get share an extra name that will qualify you for the $10 reading. That is what you need to do. Now before we get started, uh, we're going to start off with some Aesop's Fables, one at random. Let me get some water though. I really like cold water. Cold water makes me happy. Um, I bought some water from Costco, uh, you know, because you can't. I've <laughs> been trying out different waters. Sorry, there's like water all over my desk and I don't want it to ruin my cards. Um, there's, I've been trying them because you guys told me I can't get water. So I have been getting water from Costco and I've been trying different ones. This one's called alkaline water. Uh, it tastes just like regular water. I don't know what the difference is. Claire, welcome Claire, how's it going? If you'd like a free reading, like, follow, and share to get share next to your name. We're also gonna be teaching people how to uh, think today. The roots of the dialectic. This is a skill set that if you learn it, you can do it with people, your friends, your family, your elders, and your children, and teach them how to think. And with this skill set, you can actually begin to do the same practice Aristotle and Plato did to found society that we have today. Welcome, Taylor, legendary Taylor in the chat. Stopped by there. Share. Thank you very much, Claire. Hey, Claire, did you update your profile picture? Your circle is slightly different. I can't really tell because they're just these tiny, tiny circles on my screen, but it looks pretty different. A little different. All right, let's get started with Aesop's Fable. Let's do it. Hey, this is the one we did yesterday. All right, let's try another one. Venus and the Cat. <clears throat> a cat fell in love with a handsome young man and begged the goddess Venus to change her into a woman. Venus was very gracious about it and changed her at once into a beautiful maiden whom the young man fell in love with at first sight and shortly afterwards married. One day Venus thought she would like to see whether the cat had changed her habits as well as her form. So she let a mouse run loose in the room where they were. 
forgetting everything, the young woman had no sooner seen the mouse than up she jumped and was after it like a shot, at which the goddess was so disgusted that she changed her back again into a cat. That's a pretty profound one. Basically talking about people who are faking it till they make it. Um, the, the key part there is the making it part. So how do you make it? If you're, if you're choosing to fake it until you make it, you have to be taking the necessary actions to change your behavior. You can't just say, I'm the king now. I'm so cool. I'm so awesome. I'm an amazing person. If you try and just talk yourself into being an amazing person, that's kind of valueless unless you actually take action on it. So that's an important factor. It's like you can try and change your outward appearances or trick yourself into self-confidence. But the real way to have self-confidence is to develop things and accomplish things that build self-confidence. That's how you do it. I took the stay home frame off and changed my pick. Awesome. Awesome, Claire. Glad to hear it. That's awesome. And I think I already said hello to Taylor. How are you doing? Yeah, it's an interesting Aesop's table. That's a good one. That's a very good one. Very deep wisdom from over 4,000 years ago. Great stuff. Great stuff. So today, one of the things I want to discuss is uh, how to think 101. This is the foundations of the dialectic. Now, this is a th process that you can do with two or more people and do it, use it to build relationships, to get closer to truth, to exercise logic and reasoning, to make yourself smarter. And this is actually the foundation of how Plato and Aristotle built the society we live in today. So you're going to learn that very same skill set. And it's actually been shown that children who learn uh, philosophy at a young age, I think it's below five, actually performed better in all of their uh, tests if they learned how to do basic philosophy. So this is something great to do with children as well as your friends and family. There's no real age limits. It's one to 99. Well, I guess you'd have to be able to communicate to do it, but still, it's, uh, it's a pretty cool thing. So it's called the dialectic. However, if you'd like to get a free reading, all you need to do is like, follow, and share, and that will give you sharer an extra name, which qualifies you for the $10 reading. A recommended read? What does that mean, Claire? Like a book that I'd recommend reading? I recommend reading the Bible and Aristotle. <laughs> That's my go-to every time. Makes people mad, but I do. Um, but if you have something specific, or you're recommending someone who would like a reading. Um, oh, like specifically on the dialectic, the best people on the dialectic are Plato and Aristotle. They, they, they are the foundational work of it. Um, Plato's uh, so Socratic dialogue, Socratic thinking, as well as Aristotle on the topic as well. Um, his rhetoric book actually is pretty good on it. If you want, like, rhetoric is about understanding what dialectic is and, well, no, it's not. Okay, so rhetoric starts with the assumption that most people can't conduct dialectically. Uh, they don't have the intellect to do it. Um, and then teaches you how to form arguments so that you think dialectically and then speak to people who cannot think dialectically. What I'm going to teach you instead is to practice dialectic thinking so that you can actually conduct dialectic thinking. Oh, the book that I just read from, that's Aesop's Fables. Aesop's Fables. That is uh, ancient wisdom cited by Plato, cited by Socrates, cited by Aristotle um, as a source of profound wisdom that's thousands and thousands of years old and just reverberates throughout time. 
it's perfect for children, but it's also got deep, profound wisdom for people. It's a it's an incredible source of wisdom. And if you guys would like a free wizard reading, before I start talking about what the dialectic is, just remember, uh, all you need to do is like, follow, and share to get share next to your name. And that will qualify you for the $10 reading. What is a wizard reading? Let me tell you. I have studied archetypical story, philosophy, psychology, magic, and illusion. I have used this deck of cards right here as a memory palace, and I've memorized that information with these cards. So you bring your individual problem, concerns, or information you'd like to know about, and I say, have you considered it from this perspective? What about this perspective? How about this perspective? And that's all I do. I do it in a certain system and help to give you different insights and look at your problem from different perspectives. And that is what a wizard reading is. So if you'd like to get the $10 wizard reading for free, all you need to do is get share next to your name. That'll qualify you for the $10 reading. How do you do that? It's very simple. Share this stream. You can share it to your page or share it to a big old group. If you do that, you will get share next to your name, which qualifies you for the $10 reading. With all that being said, we will start talking about what the dialectic is and how you can do it. So the dialectic. Dialectic is a conversation that occurs between two or more people and the idea and the concept is founded on trying to arrive at truth. And it is a process for learning how to think logically and learning how to think effectively. Now, the key to the dialectic is it is essentially an argument that is entered into between two or more people. However, it is established at the premise that we are not going to um, be emotionally invested in the answer. So both parties must say, I do not, I want to know what is true, not what I believe. So that, that has to be established in the beginning. So it differs from a standard debate, if you will, where one person's trying to disprove the other person in a competitive way. It's more about, hey, let's use the principles of debate on each other to try and figure out what is true. Jasmine says, hello. Welcome, Jasmine. Hello, how are you doing? So that's the initial establishment of a dialectic conversation. From that point forward, how this exchange works, and again, you can do this with your friends, your family, children, anybody, and it will actually be a very productive exercise. You start with something you'd like to know the truth about, and then each person takes turns positing an answer to the solution, a hypothesis, then the other person proceeds to try and disprove the hypothesis. The other person's job is then to defend the hypothesis until it's proven to be wrong. Most of the time, each hypothesis will be wrong. The goal, of course, being to arrive at truth. If you guys arrive at what is true, you have now found something that you can consider predictive. If you arrive at something that's predictive, you can then test it in the world, and if it continues to predict in the world, you've now identified a piece of logos. You could say, if you believe in Christ, uh, a, a piece of the divine, the truth, the reality, the logos, the real world. And this is something that you can engage with with anybody. So what does it look like in principle? Uh, common examples you might read through is Plato's Socratic dialogues. Most of those are dialectic conversations with a little bit of rhetoric and sophistry thrown in there. Rhetoric being a di distilled version of the dialectic. So with dialectic, you think through a problem if you arrive at truth, most people can't go through all the steps that you went through to get to truth. So rhetoric is kind of about boiling it down to its principles, increasing the persuasiveness of it, using parable and story to communicate the idea, and that's what rhetoric is. Sophistry 
is about using rhetorical tricks, the things that I just described that you would do for dialectic. However, to not spread truth, but to instead push your own ideas, your own agenda, not truth. That's the distinguishing factor between the dialectic and sophistry. We're not going to do sophistry today. I'll, we'll do another, we'll do a stream at some point on the, the methods of sophistry so that you guys can be aware of the dark arts. Um, there's nothing wrong with using rhetorical tricks if you're trying to communicate truth, um, but using it for sophistry can, it, it can be done for good as well. You could argue that propaganda, for example, isn't really founded in truth. It's founded in uh, increasing morale. And there's an argument to be made that that's good, um, but that's aside the point. So to engage in the dialectic, you would posit a question that you guys both want to know the answer to. It could be like, what do you think it means to be just? What is justice? What does it mean to be a just person? And then you can engage in a conversation with the person and say, I believe that being a just person means fill in the blank. Now, you posit a hypothesis. The other person's job is to disprove that hypothesis. Now, a very effective way of disproving a hypothesis is to take their statement and pull it to its extremes. Take it to the exact opposite and take it to the ex the highest level of it. So imagine if their statement was 100% true or 100% not true and see if it starts to break. The extremes is where a philosophy tends to break down and it's more obvious that there's a flaw. You can then use that to reveal the flaw. Then the other person has the opportunity to show why that's not true, to show the, the false, to essentially what's called a rebut. I can rebut what you have said by saying, actually, no, that's not true because of X, Y, Z. And this continues on to either one, the disproval of the hypothesis, and then it's the next person's turn to posit a hypothesis, and then your job is to disprove it. Or you arrive at truth, in which case, make sure you write that down, because that's pretty amazing. It's very rare that we arrive at truth. Um, and when we do, that is a glorious moment to behold. Write it down and see if you can apply that information to your life. And that's the dialectic. Now, it doesn't have to be as something as uh, basic as, or something as complex, I should say, as just. It could be something much simpler. You could do it with children. Um, what is, what is, what is the circle? What is a circle? What does it mean to be a circle? And you could go through that with children, and they could argue about what makes a circle a circle, what makes a square a square. You can also make it more complex, like we described with just. You could also do it with deep, complex problems, like. I believe the uh, free market is the appropriate economic system for a question of what do you think is the best way to manage an economy? And then you can use that as your premise and you guys can talk about literally anything. And you know what's really awesome here is if you learn how to do the dialectic, you're going to learn how to think, you're going to be a more effective thinker, you're going to be able to engage in the activity of finding truth, which is a very powerful and noble and I would argue divine pursuit and you won't be watching flashing boxes that are lying to you and telling you to be afraid. Pretty cool way to spend a day, isn't it? That is the dialectic, and that is how to think 101. Now, it's not the entire dialectic, there's other things to it, but this is a good place to start. This is something that you could introduce to your friends as a fun game. It has infinite potential, you can do it indefinitely. It doesn't have to be all in one chunk, you can break it apart. You can do it through text, you can do it over the phone, you can do it with kids, you can do it with your friends and family, and it's a great way to build rapport and to have a conversation. Think of it as a conversation starter that has no end and has the potential of deep and profound meaning for both you and your family and friends. 
Be aware though, a lot of people aren't very used to the dialectic and will get emotionally charged when they start to realize they're wrong. It's important to walk people through that and let them know you're not attacking them. You're not saying they're stupid. You're not saying they're dumb. We both know that we don't know the answer. We're just trying to figure it out and let them know that and it will help out. And that's how to think 101. Now let's begin with some readings. Who wants a paid reading? Like, follow, and share to get share an extra name and that will qualify you for the $10 reading. Jasmine, did you want a free reading? I see that you said hello, but I don't see share an extra name. Are you interested in a reading today? Let me know in the comments below. The Dialectic. Ah, that's delicious water. It's delicious because of the temperature though. It's really about being cold. I really like very, very cold water. I, I borderline will reject lukewarm water and Alex is very perturbed by that. <laughs> she doesn't know why. It's a constant problem at our house where I put water bottles in the freezer and then they explode and she gets mad. I had my free reading about two to three weeks ago. Absolutely loved it. Awesome, Jasmine. Well, you can get another one. You can do free reading every day if you want. As long as you're here, like, follow, and share, and you get share next to your name, that qualifies you for the $10 reading every time. Um, obviously, assuming that you get it when it's remaining. Right now, we have three free readings remaining. It's always appreciated and welcome and appreciated. All right, Jasmine, let's begin. Let us do a reading for Jasmine. Yeah, let's see what forces are at play for Jasmine right now. I've been really liking, I've been on a kick to figure out the forces at play for people. It's been pretty powerful for you guys and giving me a lot of people afterwards sending me DMs and being like, this was super helpful, thank you so much. So uh, let's try that out. Currently Jasmine is in the state of the Jack of Wands, interesting. All right, so the Jack of Wands is about taking action on spiritual discipline. So what this is saying is that you're in a state right now where you're kind of uh, trusting God, trusting truth, trusting the divine chance, fate, if it will, and just pushing forward and going off on a spiritual journey. I already followed your page. I love watching your late night talks and readings. Thank you very much, Jasmine. I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, it, uh, liking and following. It, I think that if you're not, if you haven't liked and followed and shared, it doesn't put share next to your name. Um, I don't know if that's how it works. So I, I just always let people know because it, Facebook is a total joke. Um, they're extremely unintuitive in the way, like, for example, if you like my page, it won't show you when I go live. If you follow my page, it won't show you when I go live. If you like my page, follow my page, and then hit a bell, there's about a 30% chance they'll show you that I went live. It's it's a complete joke. Um, and so I, I just let everyone know the, the multiple steps that Facebook requires to simply get share next to your name. It's absurd. So the Jack wants here, welcome TJ, legendary TJ in the chat. I saw you popping off in the comment section. <laughs> you found my worm conversation I was discussing in the last uh, stream. Thank you, TJ. Uh, it was pretty good, wasn't it? It's pretty spot on. Isn't it? In my complete and utter humility, um, I think I did a very nice job of overselling the qualifications of the person and making them seem much more polite than they were, didn't I? I have a tendency to, uh, to be a gentle heart in that way. <laughs> 
<laughs> Got your back for the Thank you much. Thank you very much, DJ. Yeah, it's pretty intense how how low on the totem pole of IQ people can be, um, and and so desperately believe that they're they aren't. <laughs> it's, it's just I think it, it's that standard wall that you hit in life of um, you, you've, you're like the the realization that other people are working and learning and growing and then you spend your time trying to tear other people down all that time that you could spend learning and growing yourself and just having interesting information and being successful you've invested into taking other people trying to make other people feel bad on the internet and it's like well, well of course my life is better than yours I didn't spend my whole time trying to tear other people down. I just tried to learn new things and grow. Duh. <laughs> it's like Aristotle. What's the ultimate form of persuasion? A demonstration. Just have an amazing life. It's like, whose philosophy's better? Well, my life rocks. I'm pretty happy. I live in LA during this beer sniffles. My heartbeat is a solid 80 beats a minute, man. I have no stress, no fear. I know that I will have a good life and I know my woman is happy and I know that I will be safe and I think that's the best testament to the philosophy that there is. I can't expand on the subject, just need the universe to tell me yes or no. I need a card pulled, yes, simply yes or no, the coin if you have to. I need to know if I'm right about, right about. All right, TJ, let me, uh, about what... What I've been thinking about. All right. Um, beer sniffles. Yes, that is that is the name for the word so that Facebook doesn't take my stream down. They are censoring people who talk about a certain word and will come in and shut down my stream. So that is what we call it, the beer sniffles. <laughs> so where were we? Sorry, Jasmine. I'll get to your thing, uh, DJ. Let me just finish uh, Jasmine's reading. She's doing a, a centering thing right now. So the Jack of Wands, and that's my bad for kind of getting derailed there. My apologies. Uh, the Jack of Wands is about taking action on your emotion, taking action on spirituality. Um, this is about kind of going in, trusting God, trusting faith, trusting logos, trusting your instincts, fate, the universe, whatever you want to call it. That's where you're at right now. No, no, don't be up. Don't, you don't need to be sorry, TJ. You're crushing. Um, so let's see, what forces are pulling you? What, what is, um, if you're a Christian, what is the axiomatic pool, the, the heavenly pool? What is the guidance towards what is good? What is the good trying to pull you towards? Now, where should you be moving towards? What is the evil, Satan, the adversary, trying to pull you towards? And what should you be avoiding? Those are the three things that we are going to be discussing here, or four things, I should say, here. So force... What force is pulling to you towards good? What is pulling you towards truth, logos, and what is the right? The direction that is going to bring you good, that's going to bring you happiness, joy, is the king of hearts. The king of hearts is about understanding your emotions, wisdom in your emotions, knowledge in your emotions, and to really understand where your feelings are coming from. This is not about... Um, this isn't so much about the material world. This is more about how do you feel right now and why do you feel how you feel? 
I'm getting the impression, Jasmine, that there's a lot of uncertainty right now, a lot of confusion right now, a lot of negative emotions, but also positive emotions and just kind of a lot of high emotion. It's really, it's not all bad or good. It's just a lot of emotion. And what this is saying is let's take some time to think about why are we feeling those emotions? What are the real sources of those things? Which of them are in our control and which of them are not in our control? If they're not in our control, how can we cut them out as much as possible from our life? And if there's ones that are in our control, how can I amplify the good ones and decrease the negative ones? That's what you're being drawn towards at a higher level. Jasmine's saying that is very accurate. I'm glad to hear that's very accurate for you. Now, what should you be moving? Chris called you. What? Okay. Um, <laughs> the Seven of Diamonds is saying... Um, that's weird. Seven of Diamonds is saying that you're getting pulled towards uh, what you should be moving towards. What is what is the energy? Sorry, I got distracted by the messenger. The Seven of Diamonds is saying, what do you need to be moving towards? What is the positive thing you need to go towards? The Seven of Diamonds is about confidence in the material. So what this is saying is while we're feeling these emotions, a thing that's going to bring you stability of emotion is becoming more confident in your financial stability. So what does this mean? It means during these economic uncertain times, it's about learning new skills, making sure that you're valuable, developing your portfolio, being prepared for financial uncertainty in the future by making sure that you're really good at providing value to the world. And by doing that, that's gonna really help stabilize your emotions. You're gonna have the confidence of saying, yeah, but I know they're always gonna be hiring for X. And as long as you're really good at X, then you're going to be able to get a job. And that's where you're gonna find a lot of stability and confidence. And this might not even be for you. It could be from like a family standpoint of just, hey, what do we really need? How much do we really need? Write that down, get that into a number form, and then say, what are the ways that we're going to accomplish this regardless of how the economy turns out? And once you've prepared a list, you have a plan A, a plan B, and a plan C, you're gonna feel a lot of confidence there. Now, what are you being pulled away from? What is the, what is the uh, satanic pull? What is the thing that's trying to pull you off the path? This is three of diamonds. So interestingly enough, what we wanna be pursuing towards is the skill sets to produce value. What the three of diamonds is trying to pull you off of is thinking and fixating on the now, what's happening now, really grounding in the growth of the material world now. It's like, well, now is a really hard time to do that because we've got businesses shutting down, economies are shutting down, the, the money is shutting down. This is not the time to be focused on growth. And so what this is a trick of doing is you hear that and you think that's the right thing to do. That's a good thing to do. That's how Satan likes to work. He takes a lie or he takes truth and then he twist it. He inverts the truth. You should be concerned with your financial growth, but you shouldn't be concerned with the finances, the physical, the material. You should be concerned with the value generating skills that will work in the future, now, the future, and the future future. <laughs> like so That's what you should really be focused on is how to generate value, not on where am I at in the material world right now. That's what he's trying to pull your attention towards. And um, finally, what do we want to be moving away from? So the Jack of Spades is about taking action on logic. So this is about, um, and this time you're like, maybe I should just abandon everything. Maybe I should just, we should just cut off our jobs. Maybe we should just, um, the rational thing is 
we have to sell everything even though it's at a loss because the economy tank blah 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 this is saying to take action and what we want to do is make sure that not only are we making a logical decision but we're also factoring in the real material world our emotions and our spiritual desires as well we don't want to take rash actions that are deeply impactful to your life without thinking through and you see all three appearing all four appearing i should say the spiritual the logical the emotional and the material what this means is we need a lot of information we don't want to make big decisions without thinking things through without consulting our friends our family experts financial advisors uh, people who are experts at whatever it is you're trying to do get their information learn from them seek professional advice on whatever it is you're trying to do and then act seek wisdom don't act irrationally just because you're you're spurred by the desire for action because there's higher emotions right now and you're really concerned about where my material is right now if you choose to take this information into consideration the transformation you can expect is the nine of wands the nine of wands is an advancement in that spirituality an advancement in that trust in god an advancement in your confidence and a knowledge of where your emotions are coming from understanding that logic emotion spirituality and the material all need to be factored in to make real strong rational decisions and that is the reading i have for you today jasmine I hope that was beneficial for you. I hope that gave you some wisdom and some insight. Let me know. Wise Owl and TJ in the chat. TJ is saying, hey, hey. TJ is looking for a one-card reading. Looking for a yes or no. Um, cards don't really work that way, but it can give you insight onto your question. Or I could just drop the cards. That works too. Let's see here. You amaze me. Thank you so much. No problem, Jasmine. I'm glad that that was insightful for you and gave you information. If you'd like to get a reading like Jasmine just got for free, all you need to do is like, follow, and share. That will get share next to your name and qualify you for the $10 reading. You can also get a paid reading by paying whatever you think a reading is worth. You just witnessed what a reading is. Whatever you think that's worth, go to paypal.me forward slash askawizard and you can get a reading there. We're going to give TJ a one-card reading here, but first we need to figure out which card is needed. Let's get a circle for yes. This is based on my subconscious. Not a spirit. I am not a psychic. I do not communicate with angels. I do not communicate with demons. I do not communicate with spirits. This is based on my subconscious brain, moving small motors in my hand to figure out which one my subconscious thinks I should go with. I have trust in your connection, Tyler. That's why I ask you to do it. Ooh, thank you. Can you do a spiritual reading? I, what, what do you mean by that? I have something that basically the logo centered reading, so I can give you advice in regards to that. That's more of like a Christian oriented thing though, but I only do Christianity because the only spirit that matters is the Holy Spirit. Um, so if it's that, uh, more about, and I'm not a theologian either, nor am I a pastor, so I don't give spiritual guidance. Uh, well, I guess in a way I do, what I'll do is point you towards people who are wiser than me in the field and tell you, hey, have you considered Marcus, or Marcus Aurelius, what am I saying? St. Augustine's perspective. Have you considered Thomas Aquinas? Have you considered the arguments of Carl, uh, Carl Jung? 
my goodness, my brain, well, Carl Jung does have good arguments, but C.S. Lewis, um, sorry, I, I've been reading a bunch of other philosophers lately. My brain's getting all jumbled. Um, so yeah, I, I can, in a sense, yes, give you, uh, guide you towards people who are wiser than me and bring the wisdom that I've read of them and repeat it to you through my memory system. Uh, and if you'd like that, like, follow, and share to get share next to your name, and that'll qualify you for the $10 reading. What do you mean by spiritual from a psychic? From a psychic? Uh, I'm not, a, yeah, I'm not a psychic. I'm a, I'm a wizard. So I don't, I don't engage with the spirits, but I, I will, like, for example, I can tell you about, uh, C.S. Lewis's arguments for morality. I can point you towards Thomas Aquinas' arguments, Summa Theologica, um, you know, St. Augustine has some really powerful stuff, like in confessions, things like that, if that's what you're looking for. Um, but if you're not a Christian, it's probably going to just be mindlessly uh, boring for you because it'll be about a constant reminder of how truth is the way and you should worship truth. And if you don't, you're kind of silly. So <laughs> just, just a, there's a quick cliff notes for you. All right, let's see. Circle for yes. There we go. All right, there's the one. All right, card for TJ. Ooh, okay. Wow, all right, death card. So death does not mean death of family, it does not mean sickness, it does not mean plague, it does not mean horrible things. Uh, what death means is the end of one thing, and which is fertilizing the ground for something new, something to uh, grow. This could be the end of um, a certain way of thinking, this could be the end of the four, basically the four tenets, end of something material. It could be the end of something spiritual. It's to end the old way of thinking uh, from the Logos perspective, to end a way of thinking to build something new, the end of an old spiritual path to build something greater. Um, and then there's the emotions, to end an emotion, to make way for a deeper emotion, or the end of an emotional phase. So that is really what we're looking at in the four quadrants here of the death card for you. So uh, take with that as you will, TJ. I hope that gives you the insights you're looking for. If not, let me know. We'll go deeper into it. You understood what I meant. Awesome. I'm glad. I mean, Jeremy, I want to see if he meant from you or a psychic. Um, can I get a reading? Yes, you can, Alexis. All you need to do is like, follow, and share to get share an extra name. That'll qualify you for a $10 reading. This is new, something he doesn't normally do. This is something that I personally needed him to do. Thank you, TJ. Glad. <laughs> Thank you for the caveats. Um, I have been working on some one card readings because we've been having some days where we're getting like five, ten people looking for free readings. Um, so I, I have been trying to figure out a reading style that involves one or two cards so that it doesn't take as much time because um, it can get pretty intense on the, on the speedy days was I'm not a religious person, not necessarily a skeptic, but I have to see it to believe it. But recently I found myself being pulled into learning more about the Bible. Then Jeremy, um, I can't do that, but the, the Lord can. Jesus Christ can, and he will. Keep doing what you're doing. Read the Bible, and you will be drawn to the information. I can guide you towards the intellectual people you should study. Um, I can tear apart the arguments of the Satanist, the, uh, the false skeptics, 
there is a movement that is designed specifically to manipulate and uh, corrupt your mind uh, through sophistry. And that is what they use to press atheism. You may have noticed, actually, if you look into the media, Richard Dawkins, the world-famous atheist, just recommended people study Christianity. So even him, he is falling victim to the realization that Logos is the way. Without truth, it doesn't really matter what you want to call it because you have daddy issues because you were raised in an abusive Christian household, which is the story for like 90% of these fake atheist people. Um, it's the fact that you have to accept Logos on faith. That was Nietzsche's argument. You have to either accept truth on faith or not and worship something else. You get to choose. Those paths are Satanism and Christ. Those are the only paths. Nothing else exists. Do you worship truth, Logos, or do you choose to worship something else? And uh, those are the two options that are before you. And the more you study, the more you learn, don't just take my advice from it. Learn for yourself. Learn from Aristotle. Learn from Plato. Learn from C.S. Lewis. Read the critics. Read the people who criticize them, too. You'll find out they're wrong. They, <laughs> uh, But you, you, don't, you can't just take my word on it. You have to do it yourself. Um, definitely explore those. C.S. Lewis is pretty, uh, pretty legit as well. Uh, the Stoics have great topics on it as well. Uh, Seneca and uh, Marcus really touches on it. What's the other one though? There's a, uh, I can't remember it right now. Do I have it on my shelf? Thomas Aquinas is a great one. Here we go. On living and dying well. On living and dying well has a lot of arguments by Cicero. There you go. That's got some... Uh, it's not as complicated as the legends. Uh, but if if you form the question just right... Let's see what's that, TJ. No mediums here. He just works with logos. Uh, may I ask what you do readings on? Do you do medium sh uh, Alexis? Uh, cool. I'd like some. I'd like some good reads. Okay, so Jeremy, if you'd like some good reads, uh, on Living and Dying Well by Cicero, uh, the Life and Death or the Trial of Socrates, uh, C.S. Lewis's Mere Christianity, and Aristotle's The Unmoved Mover Argument. If you look into those, that's the foundations of it. And then if you want to get really nerdy, the Summa Theologica. The Summa Theologica is about an 8 to 12 book set. It's about $400. It's very expensive, so wouldn't start there. But if you want, basically what uh, Thomas Aquinas does is, using Aristotelian logic, goes through every single argument proposed by atheists and disproves them and uh, does so in a completely convincing manner and uh, attacks everything from like the roots up. And no one has been able to topple him. The best that they've done is made mean memes on the internet, misinterpret his arguments, and then say, ha ha ha, this person is silly because he is old. That's about it. So you need to learn rhetoric and dialectic so that you don't get tricked by sophistry, which is a whole process in of itself. Where do you learn about that? Well, this stream is a start. We just talked about the basics of it today but you can learn that in the works of Plato and Aristotle. It's called the dialectic. Uh, let's see, Alexis. 
may I ask you what you do readings on? Do you do mediumship? I do not, uh, Alexis. I am not a medium. I am not a psychic. I am a wizard. I use archetypical story, philosophy, truth, logos, magic, and illusion to give you insights. Uh, this deck of cards I use as a memory palace. I have memorized stories for each card and philosopher's information for each card. And I say, hey, have you considered it from this perspective? Have you considered your problem from this perspective? What about this perspective? And that's how I give you insights. You're bringing your individuality and I'm just letting you look at your problem from a different perspective. But if you formed the question just right, could you be more specific? Uh, I don't know how to be more specific than that other than, no, I don't do that. <laughs> no problem, Jeremy. Did you want a reading, Jeremy? Um, if you do, just let me know. Mediums are mostly mentalist side of magicians that what information they get from what they get to tell you what you want to hear. Uh, TJ, what kind of readings does he do, though? Could you, I ask anything? Is it yes or no, Tara? Uh, you could ask for a general reading. You can ask for insight about a problem. So basically, Alexis, this is uh, similar to a tarot reading, but a tarot goes to spirits. They go to uh, angels, demons, spirits, things of that nature. Um, I don't do that. I don't mess around with any of that. I go to truth. I go to philosophy. I go to archetypical story. I go to logic. That's how it works. So that's the big difference. I'm a Christian as well. So, got Christ. Logos. <laughs> so let me know what you'd like a reading regarding. And you and Jer Jeremy and Alexis are in a race to the first person to let me know what they want for their reading and they will receive it first. Also, I just realized my window's open. My neighbors are probably really mad. I'm going to be right back. You guys comment below and then um, I will uh, pick whoever comes first. And I am back. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I had the window open. And I'm like, they're I'm just shouting out into the abyss. Let's see here. I'll take one like you just did. It's different than before. Um, awesome. Are you, Jeremy, you're talking about the alignment. All right, so we'll do Jeremy and then we'll do Alexis. And I believe that is the end of the paid readings after Alexis for the day. Um, I can't tell you the future Alexis, but I will do the, let's, uh, let's do Jeremy first and then we'll help you formulate your hypothesis and axiom so that you can be well informed about the wizard reading. Sorry, just messing with the settings here so I can actually read. Jeremy would like an alignment one. Yeah, no, no, don't don't worry at all, Alexis. I'm, I'm a wizard on the internet. What are the chances that you'll know exactly how to do a wizard reading right off the bat? It's like 0% chance, zero. <laughs> it's fine, <laughs> don't worry at all. Um, I'm here to help. That's what I do as the wizard. I'm your mentor. I give you axiomatic alignment and push you on your adventure and give you the advice you need to keep you going forward in your story. Let's start with Jeremy here. So Jeremy, what is the directions you're being pulled right now? So we got the six of spades here. Six of spades is about persistence and grind in new learning. Um, this means that you're starting a new journey of learning new information, gathering new information, and it's kind of starting to feel like a grind. It's kind of hard to motivate yourself. Um, you're trying to pursue new wisdom. You're trying to pursue information and read. But then all of a sudden you find yourself where you're like, I came home from the evening and I wanted to read this book, 
But now the last thing I want to do is read this book. I want to watch TV. I want to watch cartoons. I, I want to play video games, something else other than read this book or pursue this new wisdom, this new path, this new business. That's kind of what the Six of Spades is telling me here. So that's where we're at in our story now. Now, what is the good forces? What If you're a Christian, what is the logos trying to pour, pull you towards? What is the, the truth that you should follow? What should you be moving towards? What is Satan's role, the adversary? What is he trying to pull you towards? What is the trick, the manipulation, the rhetoric, the sophistry that he's trying to persuade you with? And what should you move away from? And that is what we have here. So the Ace of Wands, or Ace of Wands, what am I saying? Five of Wands is saying, what we want to do is disrupt our axiomatic foundations. Well, truth is saying right now, you aren't actually grounded in logos and truth. You're kind of sporadically set forth. Uh, good evening, all. I hope you are safe. Thank you very much. I am safe and healthy if you're watching the stream. Owl, sorry. Uh, when I look up, the owls sometimes send me personal messages, and I like to address them. Sometimes they're emergencies. Sometimes they're just silliness, but that is what I'm doing. So the Five of Wands is saying, you are kind of in a soup of axioms right now. You're, your energy not potentialized. You're in a state of chaos, as Carl Jung would call it. And that chaos is looking to be actualized into an axiom. Now, this is a powerful time, but this is also a dangerous time because there is the evil forces in the world that want to set your axiom for you and put it towards a goal that's advantageous to them. The five of wands is saying we need to disrupt that process and we need to say, forget what Tyler has to say. Forget what uh, Carl Jung has to say. Forget what uh, Jordan Peterson has to say. Forget what Tony Robbins has to say, what Gary Vee has to say. What, whatever your Richard Dawkins, just going off of influencers, I know the names of. Um, forget all of us. What you need to do is found your axiom in truth. Truth alone. And judge them by that. Judge them by their fruits. It's, it's, it's a biblical principle. So like, I'm a human being. I'll make mistakes. And if I do, you can let me know and I will find out if you're right or wrong. If you're right, I'll admit it and move on. That's what I do, but some people won't. And that means that I can be a source of wrong information. All of those other people could be a source of wrong information as well. What you need to do is set at your axiom truth. That's what being a Christian means, to worship truth, to worship logos, to worship the Christ, the truth, the light, the way. It's to say, before all, everything else is judged. Everything else is judged against truth. Truth is the way. And so that's the highest level. That's the, the axiomatic point from which all else is brought down. So that's what this is telling you to do. Now, what do you move towards? The king of spades. So this is about increasing your wisdom, ancient wisdom specifically. So what this is saying is <clears throat> the St. Augustine, Aristotle, Plato, and Thomas Aquinas are going to be really great places for you to look. The old wisdom that answered all these questions, you'll find out very quickly all this nonsense, stupid morons on Reddit that just bounce back and forth of like, well, let me quote something from you. They're just using sophistry. They're not thinking. They don't know how to think. They take people that said things that they think sounded clever, and then they repeat them to try and take credit for them. Um, and then they, but they didn't actually think those things through. And then you can quickly diffuse them because you can go study the people who made that argument 5,000 years ago 
in a much eloquent way, a much better way, a more thoughtful way, a more intelligent way, and a much stronger defense. For example, Nietzsche put up a much stronger defense than any of these new atheist nonsense losers um, ever could have hoped to. And he shot himself in the foot in the process. He ended up proving God by accident. It's a pretty crazy story. Um, Carl Jung is a similar case. He went after Christianity and arrived at the famous quote of, I don't believe there is a God. I know there is a God, um, which is one of my most favorite quotes. And Aristotle is similar, Plato, the Stoics, um, anyone who really has put in a lot of thought and removed their emotional biases has arrived at the truth that there is logos, there is truth, and that it needs to be accepted on faith. So what this is saying is go to those ancient sources and think it through yourself. Learn for yourself. Aaron, welcome back, Aaron. Hi, how's it going? Or pronounce your name. What's that? Thank you. And I'm semi-moderate. I translate what you say. If Tyler can't figure out. Thank you very much, Steve. That is true. Uh, we still haven't figured out how to make you full moderator. We really need to get to that at some point. Now, what is the satanic trick at play, Jeremy? What is trying to pull you down? What is what is evil trying to uh, bring you towards? What is the trick at play? The Ten of Spades. So what this is telling me is this is a path towards nihilism. So this is a very deeply evil and common trick that you find in the pseudo-skeptic community. It's the desire to pull you towards uh, nihilism. So how does this work? It's pretty simple. They go up and they say, Ah, but have you considered things from this perspective? What about this religious view and this religious view? All things have purpose. All things have meaning. However, that sounds nice, right? It sounds inclusive. It sounds like a, a divine world of perfection and utopia. Utopia doesn't exist. There's no such thing as utopia. It's not a real thing. And it can never be a real thing. And that's important to understand. And if you understand Aristotle, you see the flaw in that logic. If everything is true, then everything is also false because every other thing disproves itself. You can't do that. You can't have complete and total equality, perfection, utopia, equality. Everything is right. Everything is true. And nothing is real. Nothing is true. It's the same thing. That is the nihilistic pit. And so what they'll do is go, um, each belief system has elements of truth in them. And then they're surrounded by lies. Christianity is very different. It's the only one that says, regardless of the religious truth, regardless of the religion, regardless of the source, there is truth. The truth is what you worship. The truth is the truth. That is our faith. We worship truth. And so that's the big distinction between um, the Christian faith and every other faith. There are elements of truth in most religions. Um, the Christian worships the truth, nothing else, just the truth. We have to pick which is the truth. We have to pick exactly, and so that's what we talked about in the beginning of this, is how do we arrive at truth? The dialectic is the methodology for arriving at truth. Um, but there's a thing that you don't pick truth. You pick your axiom. You get to pick what your axiom is. So your axiom is, at its core, uh, this is Nietzsche's argument, this is what Aristotle talks about, this is what Plato talks about. You have to accept truth on faith. That's where the Christian is honest. The Christian says our religion requires faith. You have to believe that truth exists on faith. Um, the 
caveat is any other premise you also have to accept on faith. So all things are accepted on faith and you can either choose that truth is true and then see if that's predictive, which all of Western civilization acts as a um, proof of concept. <laughs> so you can look at that. Or you can see what happens when you don't follow truth and you try to make your own truth, which has historically, in 100% of cases, ended in mass genocide, without exception. So, maybe consider truth. <laughs> just, just maybe. Um, yeah, definitely. Definitely go for truth. Uh, the Four of Diamonds, so the Four of Diamonds is what we need to move away from. So right now, what this is saying is concerning ourselves with stability of the material world. This is a lot of a fixation on the physical, a real um, non, this very interesting, in today's society, it's very uncommon to be fixated on the physical and the material, it's more about the, um, the, the emotional um, but this is saying that, hey, maybe we're, we're focusing a little too much on these things. Eh, that's not even true. There's, it depends on where you're at or on the socio-sexual hierarchy and then where you are in uh, regards to the um, like economic level. But this is saying, hey, hey, like we really want to focus in on not so much this, the stability of where we're, where we're coming from. We need to focus more on the higher level information. We need to focus on... Our, our core values. What this is telling me is right now you're kind of setting yourself up with a position. This trap right here, the four of diamonds, ten of spades trap is, hey, you know what? That's all done. Just leave that to other people. Leave that to the meme lords on the internet. I'm sure they know what they're talking about. Obviously, no one really knows what the answer is. By the way, C.S. Lewis walks you through his process. C.S. Lewis was an atheist and then became a Christian because uh, he used thought and logic. So, so the Four of Diamonds uh, tells you, just put your head down and grind. Why worry about these big old questions? What's it going to do? It's not going to change my paycheck. It's not going to change my diet. It's not going to change my relationship. Why am I worrying about these things? And that's another slow, slippery way to bring you down to nihilism where it's like, ah, it doesn't really matter. It's not that important. Sure, whatever. Whatever my girlfriend ends up being, I'll just say that I'm that. She's a Christian. Yeah, I'm a Christian too. Sweet, fine. Catholic, okay, Catholic, whatever. Muslim, sure, it doesn't matter. Don't fall into that trick. Now, if you choose to take this information into consideration, the transformation you can expect is the Seven of Spades. Ooh, my least favorite card for myself, but it's not a bad card. It's just, this is the curse of magicians. If the Seven of Spades is uh, the way that you screw up a magic act. But the seven of spades is confidence and wisdom. So by actually exploring these ideas, by gaining the wisdom, gaining the knowledge, doing the hard work, what you're gonna find by the end of this process is that all of the arguments you hear online are regurgitations of arguments from thousands of years ago. Two, they're being regurgitated in poor ways. And three, they've already been disproven. So you're gonna realize, wow, all of this stuff on the internet, this chattering, this this whining is just noise. It's just noise. And there's a few really true deep thinkers that have already done this thinking for you and have taken the, the kindness to write it down for you and explain how they got there and shown you their work. They did the work and they showed their work like a math problem. And you can learn from that too. So I would highly recommend pursuing the wisdom, pursuing that information and, um, Again, if you need any help with the reading list, DM me after the stream. I can send you 
the authors, but yes, uh, wisdom is the way to go. And hey, with the beer sniffles epidemic, you might have a little bit more time to read. So go and do that. And that is my reading for you today, Jeremy. Sorry, I've had a lot going on, TJ. Hey, Jason, what's up, man? Legendary Owl, Jason, in the chat. Arrived. I've been here for a while. The Legendary House arrived. Oh, shoot, TJ. Wait, are we having a duel? Oh, look, Jason actually claimed, like, said his owl, he wanted to be owlified as Legendary Owl. I mean, you all are Legendary Owls. It's just, that's, like, like his name. No problem, Jeremy. Alexis is here. Alexis is next. All right, Alexis. So what did you want a reading regarding? I remember we were having a little difficulty about it. Um, just, I'm not a psychic, so I, I'm a wizard. I do philosophy, uh, archetypical story, philosophy, psychology, magic, and illusion to give information. I don't communicate with spirits. I don't talk to angels. I don't talk to demons. I don't talk to ghosts. Um, I don't do that. I use logic, truth, reasoning, and philosophy to arrive at, or to take wisdom and present it to you uh, from greater minds than myself and say, hey, have you considered your problem from this perspective? How about this perspective? That's more or less how it works. All right, Alexis would like a general reading, if possible, related to relationships. Okay, let's give it. Facebook shut me down there for a second. I, I shouldn't say that, sorry. Facebook did not shut me down today. Um, <laughs> uh, today I'm actually having real internet connection problems. The other times I have not, but this legitimately I've been having internet issues. So that's, that's probably what's going on. But if you persist and stay strong, you guys will get through. All right. Now, what is the energy that's guiding you? Ooh, another logic. All right, so very logical. Five of spades popping up here. The energy guiding you is that this confidence in the way that you're thinking has been disrupted recently, like completely disrupted. Claire, I have to go. I was, it was lovely to see you. I have shared and invited. Thank you very much, Claire. Did you need a reading, Claire? If not, if you do, I can either uh, do it right after this one or I can do it next stream. Or if you were just being an awesome person, then thank you very much. I appreciate that. Good night, Claire. I really need to talk to you after stream so bad, bro. After stream is freak. After stream, I'm freaking out, bro. Don't be freaking out, Jason. Um, but I do have to actually give a. I'm doing a lesson for Austin on marketing after this, so I, I don't know if I'll be able to do that. But uh, don't be freaking out. Whatever it is, you don't need to freak out. We're we're good. We're entering a phase that is darkest before the dawn. Um, and deep breaths, relax, focus on truth, focus on what you can control. If it is not within your control, it's not worth pursuing um, or thinking about because you can't control it. Focus on what is within your control and improve your state. Wherever you're at, no matter where you start, you can improve your life in a small, meaningful way. If it's as simple as making your bed, then make your bed. Start as small as you need to go. If you can't say something and you're so sad that you're stuck in your bed and you can't move, then repeat a mantra to yourself of, I can get out of bed, I can get out of bed until you do. Set the goal as low as you need to, and you can escape wherever hell you are in. Um, thank you very much, Jess. Thank you. Just being awesome. You gave me an accurate reading the other day. Someone else needs it. Awesome. Thank you very much, Claire. Um, and now back to Alexis. All right. So right now we're seeing logical, confidence in the logic, confidence in the way they think. Shut up close to where I love. Beer sniffles. Is there a mess for me? I mean, dude, I'm in L.A. I'm in L.A., county like i've been surrounded by beer sniffle epidemic for over three weeks nothing's happening dude <laughs> but we're good obviously take the necessary precautions um you know don't it's flu season 
avoid public spaces, follow whatever your government regulations are telling you to do, um, have a month of groceries, have a month or three months of water, and uh, focus on growing yourself, growing your intellect, growing your physical, your mental, and spiritual. Just focus in on those things. Bang, man, it's literally in the same road. I'm in my neighborhood. Yeah. Thank you for helping. No problem, Jason. No problem. Sorry about that. Jason, don't panic. You'll feel the word. Sorry. Thank you, Claire. Awesome. Teaming up owls to support another fellow owl. Good job, guys. Thank you. Sorry, Alexis. We had a, an emergency intervention for the other owls. Um, <laughs> but hopefully it was helpful for you as well, um, given the, the time. So the five of spades here is saying a disruption in the way you're thinking. So we're founded here on a confident way of thinking. You're able to separate your emotions and think things through logically, but that can kind of come back and bite you. And you're realizing that right now because you're in a state that's higher stress than normal. And so this logical process is kind of getting disrupted lately. And that's kind of worrying to you. You're like, I'm actually thinking irrationally, but you're logic enough to understand that you're doing that. So it's a very interesting dynamic. Now, what is the unconscious motivations that are affecting this? You are just, <laughs> you are just a little Socrates, aren't you? <laughs> just pure logos right now. So your your uh, subconscious motivations are, you want stability of logic. You want a world that is consistent and logical and methodical. And when things are being disrupted right now, which are happening for you, you're like, this is illogical. I do not like that. Let's bring things back to logic. And <laughs> that's awesome. I love it. I'm very similar to that. Um, but it's important to consider that the emotions are important. They're not just annoying uh, blast of chemicals. They actually mean something and it's important to consider them. So um, we'll, we'll work on that here in just a few seconds. What is your higher level motivation? Oh my God, <laughs> this is insane. All right, so the higher level motivation is three of spades. So what this is saying is that your higher level motivation is, so you, you've got this confidence in the way that you're thinking. It's been disrupted. Your subconscious is like, let's get back to stability. And your higher level motivation is like, we need to learn more and think more logically so that we can get back to stability. So it's just a pure logo stream here. Four of spades, seven of spades, five of spades, and three of spades uh, showing up. So that's where we see you're at right now, Alexis. Now, what is the past motivation that led to this? Interesting, interesting. All right, so the nine of wands is saying... You attained, um, you were a very spiritual person in the past. And, and it's not that saying that you're not spiritual now, um, but you attained a spiritual uh, level in the past. There was a time in your life when that was kind of the main focus. Everything was just about the spiritual. And now you're in a phase in your life where you're thinking, I want to think through logically now. I, I've done the spiritual path. Now let's think about the logical, the logos path, the, the, the deeper wisdom, if you will. Um, this would be like the difference between I've accepted Christ and now I'm reading theology. Theology being like the deep logic of the, uh, of the faith. Um, it, not necessarily having to be Christian, but that, that's the example I can think of that is what I'm seeing here. Is this making sense for you, Alexis? Let me know if this is feeling accurate. I want to make sure we're in proper alignment so that I can move forward and give you the most accurate info possible. Let me know in the comments below if this is sounding accurate for you. Let me just, while we wait there, Jess had shared. Okay, I'm back. How to help a friend. No problem, DJ. No problem at all. Yes, it is so far. Yes, I'm Christian. Awesome, Alexis. Well, welcome. You're on the winning team. Um, the most powerful advice I can give to anyone who's a Christian is no matter what situation you're in right now, um, 
if you're a Christian, you're on the winning team and you know the end of the story. So if where you're at right now isn't good, just remember that means it's not the end of the story because it can't be because the end of the story is awesome and we win. So keep that in mind. What are we looking at here into the near future? What is the logos? Oh, okay. So this could be like right now. Um, this could be in the near past, actually. I'm getting the impression that this is the tower showing up. Okay, so the tower is complete obliteration. This is uh, the way that you saw the world just crumbling before you and realizing that just everything has just been wiped clean. You're looking at something that's been broken and not going to come back together. This is a complete disruption in your reality and the world. Um, this could be like the beer sniffles. This could be a complete paradigm breaking event. This could have been losing your jobs because of it. Um, thank you very much, Jess. Thank you. It means a lot. Don't forget to bring your friends to his page. Thank you, Jess. Awesome. So this is a complete and total disruption, Alexis. Um, wow, this is this is intense. So this is this is either this is like losing the job or seeing the financial collapse or just being terrified out of your mind by the beer sniffles. But this is a lot of just big, big nuke. Jeanette, hey guys, what y'all up to? Just doing some wizard readings, Jeanette about the towers. So the tower represents, um, I can go into depth about it. Um, this is going to get intense. So if you're not a Christian, this might be a little peeving, but so the tower represents, um, archetypically speaking is the tower of Babel. The tower means that you founded an axiom in your life that wasn't founded on truth. You separated truth as your axiom, as your highest level ideal. Now don't take this as like evil. I, I, Okay, so technically, yes, it's evil, but we're humans, we follow, we do evil things. So you can kind of think of it like um, like a dialectic. So the dialectic, which we talked about in the beginning of this stream, is about arriving at truth. But most of the time, while you're trying to arrive at truth through a dialectic conversation, you're actually wrong. You say something that is not true. Uh, what the tower is, is the acted out of that principle. It's you took actions in your life that were not based on truth. And so what ended up being constructed was a Tower of Babel, which inevitably will be destroyed because it's not founded on truth. This is like founding your life on a rock. So what the Tower is saying is, if you imagine this world where the media was telling you was true, the flashing boxes, you were listening to the flashing boxes, and then the beer sniffles come around and you just watch it all puff away in a puff of smoke. You're like, wait, what? Why did it just happen? Your, your tower has been destroyed because you had an axiom of the world as one way and it was just shattered instantly in front of your face. So that's kind of a, a, a disruption. It's whenever you form behavioral patterns or thought patterns based on a false start, a false axiom. Um, typically it falls under the seven sins of one or another. It could be lust, it could be uh, envy, it could be greed, it could be gluttony. Uh, it, one of the, basically the, the seven sins here, it, it can pull you towards those, those sins. Um, could this be from my past? This could be the very recent past. This would be either very recent past right now or in the near future. That's what we're seeing here um, with the tower. So in a way, while the tower can be painful, it's also important to note that it's breaking down a falsehood. It's the destruction of something that was founded on something true, or not true, I should say. So it's actually a good thing. Don't check, just wanted you to laugh later. All right, thanks, TJ. <laughs> um, so 
it's a good thing in a sense because um, now you've broken down a lie, you can go and try and rebuild with truth. And so this is where the dialectic is so important because if you develop good dialectic or study people who are dialectic thinkers like Aristotle and Plato, um, or Christianity for that matter, the parables, Jesus Christ, they are already founded in truth. So you can use their dialectic or you can use dialectic to arrive at dialectic and build your tower from there. So if you do that, you can build your tower on a rock, the, the Christ, the foundation, so your tower doesn't break. So that's, that's kind of what we're getting here. Now, what is your reaction going to be when this happens? Interesting. Seven of diamonds. Okay, so this is a good. So you're going to look at the situation, and it's not going to terrify you in the material sense. So this is probably meaning it's a higher level motivation. This could be, um, what I'm thinking here is this logic that you were confident on. The way of thinking that you're thinking about the world right now is probably what's going to be destroyed. It's not going to be a material issue. This isn't about the physical. This isn't about health. This isn't about wealth. This isn't uh, grounding in the material. This is about either a spiritual break, um, a spiritual change, um, a logical change, or an emotional destruction. Now let's see if we can get a little bit more information about what it might be. All right, all right. So the environment you're in right now is a new spiritual thought. So what this is telling me is more and more alignment towards spiritual, new spiritual thought, the end of an old spiritual thought, a real high focus on logic. This is probably going to be a disruption in the way of thinking about the world. The logical way that you think about the world right now is probably what's going to change. Now, which is saying that um, this could be like where you think this logical way of thinking that you have in your personality may not actually be true logical thinking. It just feels logical, um, which I think Aristotle's dialectic, uh, actually no, Plato would be more effective. Socratic dialogues, reading Plato is going to be really beneficial for you as well um, because that shows you how to truly think things through logically. This stream as well, we covered the basics of it. You could start doing it tomorrow with children, with your friends, with people on the internet, over the phone. Try starting the bet basics of the dialectic. I feel like it's going to be very beneficial. It's amazing to me how the premises, they start with this, sometimes they just bleed in and the, and the lessons, they like explode forth with that information. It makes me really happy. It makes me feel like I am honoring Logos, honoring the Lord. Um, and I hope that I am. I try my best. So let's see here. What is the secret information that you need to know that you don't know, that you should know right now? Wow. Okay. Man, you are just a you're a, a, what do they call it? The, the Shyamala twist. What is the meme? The guy that always has plot twist in the movie. It's just like every, bam, back, forth, back, forth. Oh no, it's just mystery after mystery. Uh, the 10 of hearts. Interesting. So the information you need to know about this situation that you don't know, that you should know right now, is the 10 of hearts. So what does that mean? That's so out of context to every single thing else on here because this is logic, spirit, 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 material. So what it's saying is the thing that you need to know is a completion of an emotional chapter in your life. There was an end of an emotional chapter in your life and this end of this emotion that you were feeling, this could be the starting ground for a deeper relationship, but it could also be the end of an old relationship, is the information you need to know. I, I don't... I'm not really, is that making sense to you, Alexis? I'm not really sure what this is meaning. Um, let me know in the comments below, because this is, it seems really out of place. The end of an emotional chapter in your life 
is the secret information that you need to know that you don't know. Huh. I'm not seeing how that plays in here with the, the imminent destruction of an old way of thinking. Um, which actually, by the way, is the best form of the tower to appear because it's the least damaging. It's the end of a, it's basically a failure in a dialectic. It's just a dialectic you've committed a lot to. So it's just like, hey, that way of thinking was wrong. Here's a new way to try. And then you can try something else. It doesn't have a physical pain attached to it. So the secret information that you need to know, that you should know, but you don't know, uh, is it's the 10 of hearts. It's about the completion of an emotional chapter. So it's the end of an emotional chapter in your life. Oh no, do we have demon people in the chat, TJ? Um, based question was about a relationship. I had something traumatic happen 10 years ago, still trying to get over it. Okay, okay, so that's making sense. So this, all right, so now I'm getting, and again, this is a public stream, so obviously I won't get into too much of the details here. Won't, won't dive too deep. Uh, keep it, we'll keep it top level. Um, but the 10 of hearts here, what we can see in alignment here is I think that this behavior that we're looking at here, this thing that we call logic, this way of thinking logically, where we separate our emotions and do the logical thing, isn't really logic. What I'm getting the impression of is this is a defense mechanism. Um, you learned this skill to protect yourself from the pain of emotions. And so what this is telling me is as you grow closer to truth, as you get closer to logos, this is actually gonna destroy that way of thinking, that defense mechanism, and it's going to instead destroy it so the ground has been cleared so that you can learn to truly pursue truth, to, um, as Christ teaches, um, to keep a sword sheathed. It, it's not, the, the meek shall inherit the earth. It, it means, um, meek means to, to keep your sword sheathed. What does that impl imply? Basically, um, it's not about being weak. It's not about avoidance. It's about having the ability to kill someone and then choosing to not act on that. That's, that's what the teaching really is. So this is about understanding that um, we don't want to just avoid the emotions. We want to understand that the emotions are there and then be prepared to defeat them with logic if necessary. But we also want to engage with them in a friendly and true manner. We want to engage with them on a deep level, understand them, respect them. But if they try and pull out some of that abusive trick in the past and you go, ah, well, no, 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 I know this trick. No, stop it. I am armed. It, it's uh, the, you know, the Southern hospitality. Why are Southern people so much better than everyone else? Because everyone has guns. And if you try to pull some crap, they can shoot you. <laughs> it's just, it's just, that's just how it is. I'm sorry. It's, that's a fact. It's like, most people don't want to treat people like really, really crappy if they know there's like an 85% chance that they're armed. It's like you just, there's a certain level of respect you want to pay people in those situations. Um, and so th that's kind of, obviously that's the extreme, but I'm telling you how you can do that with the logic. Now, what is the end result here? You do have a point. Thank you, Alexis, I'm glad. Uh, what is the direction that this will lead you to if you choose to take action on it. Thank you for the hearts. I'll eat the heart. Interesting. So four of four of uh, wands. So what this all leads down to is a balance, a stability of spirituality, a grounding in the spiritual faith. Um, this is going to help you. That attainment that you had in the past is just the beginning of a new adventure. And this is going to be really about grounding yourself on that rock rather than this defense mechanism of logic. 
So when you start replacing this, this false, the pseudo logic with real logic, you're gonna start moving towards truth. As you start moving towards truth, it's going to ground you in logos, Christ, the truth, the Lord, and the way. And that is the reading I have for you today, Jeff. Or Alexis, I just called you Jess. I saw Jess pop up in the chat. Um, that's my reading for you. I hope it was helpful. I hope it gave you some insights. I know you said that it, it was beneficial for you. Um, thank you for letting me give you a reading. And remember to like and follow so that you can get readings. Oh, and hit the notification bell. You have to do all three of those things. You have to like, you have to follow, and you have to hit the notification bell for like a 30% chance that they'll show you that I went live because Facebook doesn't like me. <laughs> Wow, thank you. Good reading. Thank you very much, Alexis. I appreciate that. Uh, I'm glad that that was helpful for you. And thus ends the paid, or I'm sorry, the free readings that are available for the stream for today. Um, if you would like a reading, you can go to paypal.me forward slash askawizard, pay whatever you think a reading is worth. You've just seen what three readings look like. Um, or you can just support what I do and go to paypal.me forward slash askawizard. It's pinned at the top. And that will be a paid reading that's available. Let me look through the comments and see if we have any people we need to catch up with here. Jeanette, hey, what y'all up to? How's it going, Jeanette? Uh, Jeanette, doing awesome. Having a great day. Great life. I think that we are, uh, I think we're in for a rough week here um, in regards to the beer sniffles. And then uh, once that, I think we're going to reach the peak levels and you will start to see a steep decline afterwards if the Parliament of Owls metrics are on point. Um, how's it going, Jess? Thank you. I'm half asleep. Well, Jess, half asleep is half awake. Welcome. <laughs> uh, Jess, you're welcome. What does the card say with my new girlfriend? Facebook's, that might've been Facebook to be honest with you. <laughs> okay. If the media is lying um, about the beer sniffles, we can expect certain things to happen. I believe the media is lying about the beer sniffles. And so I told you guys, hey, I think these things will happen. As we find out the media is lying about the beer sniffles, my predictions come true. And so that's how I'm doing it. I'm not doing a spiritual thing. I'm using a dialectic. I'm, I'm trying to figure it out. I'm okay with being wrong. I want to be wrong. And then if I find out, oh, my prediction was wrong. Sweet. We need to adjust accordingly and say the hypothesis that this is not, this hypothesis was wrong. Let's try another one. And that's, that's more or less what I'm doing. Yeah, my, my tablet froze. I said, well, <laughs> I started revealing the trick I started revealing the trick that Facebook doesn't want me to talk about, so they can get a little mad about that sometimes. They're like, no, don't teach the sheep how to think. Then they won't be scared when we show them flashing boxes and tell them that there's people in the world that are freaks, that are the antithesis to whatever they believe politically. I mean, that's what it is. Like, there's people that actually believe that there's real Nazis and real communist uh, national socialist. Uh, so that's the extreme right, the extreme left. They literally believe that they're are real groups of majority populations of people that think that. That's not true, <laughs> it's, not, it's not true at all. Um, what you have is, uh, it's the concept of a freak show. It's a Barnum, P.T. Barnum. So what do they do is they measure, they study you. They're collecting your data on Facebook all the time. And they're figuring out what do you love and what do you hate? So they go and they find the thing that you will hate the most and show it to you 
because that will make you click, because it'll make you angry. It will give an emotional thought. It'll elicit disgust, shame, disgrace, anger, all the powerful emotions. It's trying to, it's a robot that's designed to make you feel those things. So they're going to show you a disproportionate amount. And it's even worse. Because the more that you click and engage with it, the more it's going to recommend that kind of content to you. So it's designed to create a fake world. Essentially, they're building a paracosm of just fear and hate and terror around your mind. It's kind of horrifying, really, how insidious this thing is. That's why I love doing what I do. Um, I like to take that system and say, I know their algorithm. I've studied it. I've done it for seven years. I'm a digital marketing dude. That's like my entire career. That's uh, what I've done for 18 years along with magic and persuasion. So like, I know how their algorithms work. I, my entire profession is studying how Google, Facebook, social media algorithms are, are designed. What is the pluses and minuses of them? And so I know what they're built for. And so that's why I do what I do is I try to uh, hijack that process for good. Let's see here. So um, again, if we have any paid readings, go to paypal.me forward slash askawizard. Uh, if not, what I'm going to do is read uh, Aesop's Fable, and then we're going to close up the stream. And uh, again, do not go to paypal.me forward slash askawizard and pay me for a reading if you can't afford it, especially during these times with the beer sniffles. Wait till the next stream. I will be on again tomorrow at 9 p.m. Pacific Coast time. Show up here, get a free stream, or get a free reading. How do you do that? Like, follow, and share during that stream. That's all you need to do. So let us do an Aesop's Fable and close up for the night. Jeez, the frog one keeps popping up. Oh, there's a story below the frog. I've, I've landed on the frog like, like three times. <laughs> all right, the swollen fox. A hungry fox found in a hollow tree a quantity of bread and meat, which some shepherd had placed there against their return. Delighted with his find, he slipped in through the narrow aperture and greedily devoured it all. But when he tried to get out again, he found himself so swollen after his big meal that he could not squeeze through the hole and fell to whining and groaning over his misfortune. Another fox, happening to pass the way, came and asked him what the, ma what the matter was. And on learning the state of the case, said, Well, my friend, I see nothing for it, but for you to stay where you are till you shrink to your former size. You'll get out then easily enough. That which you own will own you. Most of your pain, most of the things that make you feel agony, stress, anxiety, are self-inflicted. You've chosen those problems. You have chosen to make the wrong decisions. I am chunky. I need to lose weight. I am in no delusion as to who's responsible for that. It's not society, man. It's not, uh, it's not McDonald's. It's not uh, whatever, <laughs> unhealthy food places. It was my personal decisions, that I, the mistakes I made. I made decisions to eat unhealthy. I made decisions to ignore nutrition. I made decisions to ignore exercise when I should. So now I am in the state that I am. How do I get out? By doing the opposite, by choosing to disband those things and change my behaviors. Right now, I'm changing my diet, but I'm in no way deluded into thinking, 
well, I will magically solve this problem overnight. No, I got myself in over a very long period of time. It will take a while for me to get out. That's just not, this doesn't just apply to weight. It applies to everything. What you own will own you if you let it. So don't. Don't get, if anything is taking your time, if you can't say no to something, then you should remove it from your life, at least from a period. This is where the biblical uh, practice of fasting comes in. Um, If you can't go a day without your phone, then something's wrong. You're too connected to that phone. Now, obviously, there's exceptions. You need it for your job. You need it for work. I get that. But I'm saying um, the the personal use of that device, the the Instagram, the Facebook, the text messaging, the phone calls, all of that stuff. If you can't go a day without doing that, there's something wrong there. So be aware. That is what I get from that particular parable, the swollen fox. What a great parable to end on. And uh, with that, if do we have any more paid readings? Do we have PayPal.me forward slash Ask a Wizard? Let's see, I hate doing this on my phone. If UPS doesn't get me my laptop through all this mess, I'll lose my my mind. Don't lose your mind. Where is my mind? Um, okay, but if McDonald's didn't make it unhealthy, didn't make unhealthy non-food, it wouldn't be a problem. <laughs> no, no, no. We can't put our blame on other people offering things. Um, this is, the, that's the, the, the Christian approach at least, is Satan can do all his tricks all he wants. It's up to me to say no. It's like, he just sits there, Satan's, that's why uh, Christ gives you so much strength. You realize how pathetic the alternative is. It's just this guy being like, hey, want some uh, cheeseburgers? Hey, want a drink? Hey, uh, want to go and blame the government for your problems? And he's just sitting there constantly just tempting you. And all you have to do is be like, no, get behind me, Satan. Not interested. I'm just going to go keep living an awesome life. Get out of here. Why would I do that? And so that's that's the, the power that comes from living a life of logos. No problem, Jason. Thank you very much, man. I appreciate that you think I am the best. You crush. Um, yeah, that's you, you can't blame other people. Um, obviously there's the, the exception and that's where, where Christ also said, if, uh, he was, he told him, I don't have money for a sword. And he said, sell your cloak and go buy a sword. So what does that mean? It means being prepared, being armed, being uh, able to defend yourself, kind of tying into that meek as well, which is, so you can say no to McDonald's. Now, if McDonald's comes to your door, points a gun at you and says, eat the cheeseburger, then you need to be able to kill him for trying to force you to eat a cheeseburger, all right? So if force, if they break into your kingdom, into your temple, and try to force things that are against um, your will, against the, the will of Logos, the will of God, um, then you protect yourself. Um, bye, bye, Internet. Um, I've watched probably over 50 businesses in Orange County and Southern, in LA and Orange County, open and close trying to do exactly what you just described, a healthy food at an affordable rate. The problem is, is you don't have 35, 45 years of supply chain domination like McDonald's does. That's why they crush so hard. The reason they can charge such low prices is because they've spent decades and probably trillions of dollars in total building a brand and a relationship and reputations with supply chains. And so that's why they're able to uh, deliver their product at such an affordable rate. You open up your shop, 
you can't get anything even close to that. Meanwhile, you're trying to improve the quality as well. It's just, it's not, it's, it's not feasible. So what you really have to do is kind of balance those things out. Um, for example, you could try like an in and out approach. That might be the way to do it. Uh, by really, really consolidating your menu to like maybe three or four core ingredients and then just really focus on getting those things really down, that could work um, in certain circumstances. But again, that it's still about the, the core competency. You're talking about 10, 20 years of investment into trying to develop the right supply chain relationships so that you can compete in the market. And then that's, you know, you have to also hope that there's actually a market for the product that's big enough to justify a 10, a 10 to 20 year commitment. Hello, happy out here. Welcome, Kim. Welcome. Now, the reason they can charge so little is because there is more proline glycol in the cheeseburgers then there's my vape now. <laughs> well, that, that's, that is true. I mean, they're, they're also, so they're going with the Walmart approach. I, actually, I, I shouldn't say that. I have no idea if that's true. I, I am not familiar with how McDonald's makes any of their products in any conceivable way. I'm just familiar with the principles of business and I've studied them from a supply chain perspective. Um, that being said, they do take a Walmart approach. They're trying to be the low cost provider. Um, they're trying to deliver the highest quality product they can at the most affordable rate uh, based on what will be most profitable for McDonald's in the long run. And, but so yeah, that's kind of really the games that you're playing out there. And, and when you're talking about billion dollar company like McDonald's, just like, good luck, man. It's like Burger King can't do a, hold a candle to them. Wendy's can't do a thing against them. Jack in the Box can't do a thing against them. They're just... Um, a lot of people have tried, and it's very, uh, it's a very, very difficult field to get into. But the only one I've seen that's really crushed is Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A has managed to just blow it out of the water. Um, maybe it was because they aligned with Logos. That's why I have a prediction. I think Chick-fil-A is going to actually start to um, decline in the near future. Uh, my reason for that is they have, for the first time ever, stepped aside from their logo-centric views and publicly stepped away from them. So I think that you're going to start to see um, faulty behaviors. Once you set your axiom off, um, the collapse of the tower can be very, very brutal and quick. You might be surprised. No, no, it is. That's why I haven't eaten McDonald's in six years. Someone made them release their full ingredients list. Man, that's crazy. I, I have no idea what's in them. Personally, I, I don't really eat McDonald's or fast food. I cook most of my own food. Um, not because I think I'm a cool special health boy, uh, like the stupid LA people here, but more um, because I'm better at it. <laughs> like I can cook much higher quality food than most restaurants because I did an accelerated learning program on how to learn well. Uh, as a project and then also I taught Alex a lot of cooking and Alex is just naturally good at cooking as well she's incredibly gifted at uh, French cooking specifically and so it's like why would I pay more money for subpar quality so that's that's kind of it the only exceptions being for things that are just like a ton of ingredients um, where it's like oh I have to buy $150 of spices if I want to make this meal mm, all right I'll just get I'll just get Thai food <laughs> Uh, where's Alex sleeping? Yeah, she sleeps early. She's a sleepy squirrel. Sometimes she pops in the chat, though. She wakes up in the middle and she just, like, leaves comments. She's like, that's not true. I'm actually good at Italian, too. I made kimchi. That's Korean. <laughs> I like homemade burgers. We do not. 
We don't really do homemade burgers, to be honest. We've done them before. We did once where we're like, we want to make a fancy burger. And we made a really high quality burger. And then we realized it was like, in and out actually crushes. Like, in and outs is still way better. <laughs> they had to, they took so much crap for refusing to hire gay people. Um, that's not true. They never refused to do that. That, that. They made that up. There was a bunch of lies spread about them. Basically, the entire story behind Chick-fil-A was their owner, uh, their owner, who was no longer running the company, in his personal life, uh, said that he was a Christian. And went to a fundamentalist Christian church. And then once asked, what does the Bible say in regards to uh, gay marriage? And he said, well, the Bible says that uh, gay people can't get married. And completely unrelated to Chick-fil-A, just in his personal life about his religious faith. And um, then people spent years slandering them, lying about their company and spreading misinformation regarding the company that isn't founded in truth in any conceivable way. It was kind of sick and disgusting that they did that. Um, but I was really proud for them to, for just ignoring it because that's the correct response. When people spread lies about you, you just ignore them and just keep living in truth and then their lies will destroy themselves. What you never do is apologize to a mob. You never apologize to a mob, ever. It's just good standard rule. Even if you're in the face of being incorrect, apologize for being inaccurate. Do not apologize to the mob, ever. The mob does not deserve an apology. Truth demands an apology. Mob does not deserve an apology. Never. Oh, brothers of mine is gay. He tried right when all of that was happening. They told him they weren't allowed to. Now, I don't know if that's because the specific rule is it or company it. Yeah, they, they, they can't. The, the magic cooking show. <laughs> I did actually used to do some, uh, wow, can you do a cooking stream with you and Alex? Um, we actually have a few videos from a long, long time ago. Um, from a long time ago, you can check it out on, um, on YouTube at Ask a Wizard. We did a few cooking videos when we were doing keto. Um, I don't know if we could do a magic cooking show. We don't have time for that. That's a lot of production. I'll, I'll talk to Alex about it. Maybe we could get something together for like an Instagram one-off. Alex posts a lot of the things she cooks. Like she just posted the kombucha and the kimchi she made and stuff like that. They, they couldn't do that to you. Like they couldn't go up and say, oh, the reason I didn't hire you is because you're gay. That would, they would be sued to oblivion. Like they, they couldn't do that. It's a, that's a crime. You're, you're not allowed to do that. Like, so they, like, it's like literally like the restaurant would be shut down. You can't, you can't discriminate. It'd be like, it'd be no different than if they're like, sorry, man, we want to hire you, but you're black. Like you'd be out of business the next day. Like it's not, it's, it's, well, maybe not the next day, but as soon as the court case resolved, yeah, like they, they could not buy. What may have happened is the person got rejected from a job and then they're like, oh, well, it's not because I wasn't qualified for the job or they didn't have a position it was because of this thing i said that it was because it makes me feel better that would be my guess because I've, I've had friends that do that where it's like they just didn't appreciate that i was artistic and you're just like they didn't appreciate my art for graphic design um it's like or maybe you need to improve your craft how that too that'd be awesome they would but he didn't push it he went in specifically to see what they'd say uh, he had a job already. That's 
it can't be right. If, if what I would do is if that's true, record it and get the evidence and then become rich. You, you make millions. You have made me hungry. I'm sorry, Kim. <laughs> well, I'll, I am currently doing what's called the slow carb diet. It's been going pretty well, um, which does not make me hungry, which is great. It's basically just meat, beans, and vegetables six days a week, and then one day a week I eat whatever I want. And um, supposedly it will help me with weight loss. Um, I, I can't during the stream, Jason, but if you go to, if you search Ask a Wizard, on YouTube, it should show up. If you put like Ask a Wizard, I, don't, I think one of them's roast beef or something like that, or keto, Ask a Wizard keto or something like that, it, it will come up. They're very old though, they're very old. But yeah, no, TJ, if that's true, I would highly recommend getting evidence of it because you're looking at a multi-million dollar lawsuit there. I mean, I'm not a lawyer, don't, don't, I don't know what that would, what the actual return on investment would be. You would have to speak to a lawyer about that. But I can tell you that if you can go to a lawyer who will offer you a free 30-minute consultation um, and say, hey, here's the footage I just got of them doing something completely illegal, you, against a multi-million dollar company, you have something really powerful there. And my, my thought is that might not be what happened. Um, however... If it is the case, then you're sitting on a gold mine. So it's a win-win situation. I would highly recommend taking action on that um, if it's true. If he tries to open it now, I'll stop the stream. It'll say, yeah, exactly. Um, thank you, TJ, for letting him know. So that being said, um, do we have any paid readings? I kind of like doing this end of chat where I tell you guys I'm going to end the reading and then I just sit here and hang out with owls instead. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering about... Uh, somebody missed an order they forgot their fries and it was a regular customer who came in he drove the fries to her house for her because he knew she was only five minutes away like the dude is a legend really really great guy um yeah i know it froze it sucks so kim um if you search gosh uh hmm what's the best kim can you dm me uh send me a message and then i'll send you the link to the video it's um there's a full video, which is uh, Freud, the interpretation of dreams. And then there's the one that's specifically about dogs dreaming and how it's different from human dreams. Um, so yeah, I, I can send that to you. And same thing with you, Jason. If you send me a request for the uh, food videos, I'll, I'll send those links over to you as well. Um, they're very old though and very poor quality. So don't be, don't be too happy. Don't get your hopes up. Okay, no problem, Kim. All right. Do we have any paypal.me forward slash askawizard if you want to get a paid reading? If we don't have any, I'm going to close up shop here. Thank you for tuning in. It's been a great time. And I will get you guys those links once I see the DMs coming in. No problem, Jason. Thank you for showing up. Have a great day and peace.